Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, a podcast started by two very smart guys that uh, correctly predicted where these things were headed over three years ago named the podcast land sharks it's not the black bear podcast far too much foresight for that i'm justin sanders i got my co-host john stefanchik on the line we're talking mascots what's up john how you doing buddy um, we're supposed to be excited about the mascot being named after a podcast correct yeah, uh, yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean, I think no matter what happens, we should try to take credit for having foresight in some way. Just in but general, I really just in hate the idea of the land shark being the mascot. So well, speak on here. that. Speak on that. Well, first of all, he looks like a pervert. It's a strange. I mean, no it's a strange style. look. I'm used to a mascot being kind of a furry, uh, you know, cartoon-like creature. If you look up the San Jose Sharks mascot. You know, maybe that's kind of what I was picturing. That's not so much what we got, is it? Well, yeah, I, I don't a, even know how to describe. What okay, we got. all right. So it's like I mean, a it was it's like head. a bad, it's like a bad Iron Man ripoff. It's so like a, it's it like that. nightmare fuel, man. I mean, yeah. Before just let's get it out of the way. We're talking about mascots. Yes, it's inherently stupid. No, this does not matter. It has no bearing on what, what the football team is going to do. What are you talking about? It's branding. It's marketing. It's tradition. Okay, well, Colonel okay. Reb, he's let's, not coming back. Let's go there on the branding thing. Yeah, obviously, obviously, it's better than Colonel Reb. I'll say that. But on the branding thing, the the new logos and marks and stuff, they are cool. Have you seen this? Like the Shark M and the the Shark Mississippi. If they just cool. had those as like stickers and put them on the helmets as a little thing, yeah. that would be. That's where the land shark should be. Not a damn cool. pervert wearing a mask. Right, God, a expand on this idea of, of him being a pervert. I mean, I think he it just is looks weird. like one. It's self-explanatory. He has big muscles, and he's a football player. He has no neck. And, and a giant head that's sort of a weird shape. I don't know what kind of shape. I'm not a geometry expert, but it's like a oh, an angular type oval going on. He has these black soulless eyes that are just massive. It looks like the Slender Man. Is it, is it, would he be able to score at the library on Friday night? Yes or no? I mean, I don't think so, right? I think the the, answer, the question would be something about, is he rich, right? I mean, it's Oxford. Like, what frat is he in? Like, you know, you can spin it that way. But, no, I mean, he, he looks terrifying. I don't think he could go out in public anywhere without people running away screaming. And that's what's so confusing, too. This is for the kids, right? That's what we're told about mascots. You know, it's not for you. Don't worry about it. Okay, are kids into this? Is this what kids like? Because I'm really out of touch, I think. Unless it's, well, it's, it doesn't look like a Marvel-like comic character. So, I don't know. The mascot confuses me. I just assume they have no mascot. Sure. Either no either no mascot or a flask. Like in, this, in, the, ta- in the spirit of <laughs> Which Tally. Which is funny to say because they literally have the solo cups of the baseball. Like they're not far at, at all away from that. <laughs> or make the, the damn stadium. solo cup a mascot and be done with it. Sure. Why not? I mean, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I don't really know what was wrong with the bear. And we've talked at length on the show about how strange that whole thing was with getting rid of the bear, how they never had any bear merch, how they didn't really seem to want the bear, even though uh, I've been told that the, the original picking the bear to begin with was kind of an inside job and it was all rigged and it didn't win the student vote, uh, etc. So I don't really know what's going on there. Probably just uh, disorganization and poor leadership. I mean, that's that's my best guess. Um, but yeah, there's a new mascot. Tony oh, that's the other thing we got to talk about. Speaking of poor leadership, so mm. Vitter is l- trying to get Phil Bryant to let him keep his job. Is that what the story? I didn't follow this too closely. Is it? Is he trying to get Phil Bryant, or he hired the same lobbyist? Or same Phil lobbyist? Vitter's trying to lobby his way to keep his job, which is hysterical to me. Yeah, well, do you think he's paying for that himself? I don't know. Is he is he going out of pocket to hire a lobbyist? I don't. I didn't look up the actual story. I saw people talking about it. Ooh, what if he was misappropriating state funds? Well, I think that would be grounds for him to be terminated sooner than uh, twenty twenty or whenever. Speaking we were told. of misappropriating state funds, man, we're all over the place now. Did that you see focused. where West Virginia basically is trying to impeach their entire Supreme Court or all but no, one? No, I didn't see this. And this is funny because. For, 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 for funds being misappropriated. And one person already resigned. Huh. So, like, that to me is, like, there's at least some smoke around this. That so. is crazy. I saw the Tallahatchie County Sheriff is being investigated by the feds because he's been apparently robbing drug dealers for the past 25 years. That was my funny news story of the week. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's pretty good Mississippi corruption right there. Um, yep. Okay, so we're talking about Tony the Land Shark. That's what the show is about. Uh, Colonel Reb is definitely crying. Um, he's, it's funny that like, it, I mean, I assume Ole Miss will go through five other mascots in the next 20 years. And I love how every time this crap happens, people are still like, oh, it should have been the Colonel. Like we're just getting further and further away from it. And people keep, keep bringing it up. It's really funny to me. Uh, I saw Jordan Grandier posting a, uh, like a picture of the Colonel flipping the double bird. Like, you know, the, you know, like that ratty ass Colonel that they sneak into the stadium. Uh, yeah. Dress up as yeah, yeah. That's that's a classic reaction image. If they, that should be the picture for this episode, uh, that or the Colonel Reb is crying thumbnail from YouTube. Um, okay, what do we think about naming it after Tony Fine? We have to talk about that. That's a huge. That was part the, of the other story. piece of this is that's controversial. I mean, Fine obviously has a complicated, it's a complicated story. Yeah. How, here, here's the if the mascots for kids. Right. Then why are you naming it after Tony Fine? Hmm. Yeah, I mean that's how, how that's do you fair. how do you explain to eight year old Sally that whole ordeal? I mean, I guess you could just say he's the player that invented it, and not say anything else, right? If you're a parent, I mean, you don't have to go into well, he was a combat veteran and he had PTSD and he got cut by the Ravens, and then he accidentally overdosed and all that. Like, I don't know. I guess. I mean, I agree. Doesn't seem like a great plan on the part of the administration. Um and they also didn't have any sort of a Tony Fine foundation or anything like that rolled out with it, right? Like there was no angle really where they're like, and we're going to help these kind of people. It just seems like they kind of had the idea, said, yeah, go with that. And then that was it. You know, there was no further thought into, okay, what does this mean for, like you said, explaining it to the kids or for what Ole Miss can do in the situation to kind of do more than just take his, his name. I don't know. Is his family involved in any way? I have no idea. Maybe they are. If so, that's that's great, Ole Miss. I don't know. I mean, the mom gave a quote. I mean, if they rolled it out as, hey, we're, you know, part of the Mississippi Medical – University of Mississippi Medical Center research program, blah, blah, or blah. Or like the VA or whatever. Or yeah, yeah. what? Yeah. 
But no, that, see that that's too much logic. So. Well, now I think enough Ole Miss fans have said that and complained about it. We'll probably see that rolled out like eight months from now, and they'll pretend like it was their plan all along. Um, yeah, and the, they're so dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean another another classic uh, marketing move coming from the Manning Center. This is what we. I look mean, for as Ole Miss I'm fans. really, I really do enjoy though the uh, Ole Miss. Sports Twitter is just going to be all in on promoting the land on the promoting Tony the Land Shark. Hell yeah, dude! Yeah, this is our reality now. He's yeah. gonna uh, like okay. Here's what I don't understand: like the mascots for the kids. I already mentioned. I thought a more cartoony mascot would make more sense. Think Left Shark, right from the Super Bowl, like a goofy furry shark. I mentioned San Jose Sharks. <laughs> you can Google him. It's it's just like a it's like a furry suit, but a shark basically. Shouts out the table cobbleson. Uh, wrote an yep. article on Red Cup that uh, Ole Miss would just have a fairy mascot. Yeah, um, and he, I think, really confused a lot of people with his article. So, yes. classic title. Well, yeah, that sounds like. And and that's and I will honestly give Red Cup props for continuing to publish these articles that clearly go over the head of 98% of their readers. Uh, uh, that but, failing media outlet needs all the help they can get. So <laughs> I give them one piece of credit. Hey, they're in the podcast game, man. They, I'm sure they get more listens than we do. But we get we appeal to the real fans, the people that know what's up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, continuing my point, though, it's for the kids to mess around with the game and take pictures, and they want to go meet the land shark, meet Tony or whatever. I don't see how that meshes with this ripped football player thing with the shark head like what is the kids want to take pictures with that it's so weird it's like i mean you say pervert okay maybe i could see that it's just it doesn't make sense it's not any type of creature that's been represented in in movies or in any type of popular culture it's a weird like anthropomorphic i don't even know what it is it looks kind of like an alien like an alien versus predator type idea that's that's more what I would what I would classify it as than any like I guess they're trying to make a new thing right. It's not just a yeah. shark; it's a land shark. Yeah, maybe it's a shark affected by climate change. Okay, see, I like that. Or or you could you could say it's something you know some sort of uh, experiment gone wrong, or like a scientist fell in love with a specimen. And I don't know. Have you ever heard? And this is off topic, but very much on topic. There's an episode of Radio Lab about this, but there was this experiment. I think it was in like the 70s where a female like researcher scientist lived with a male dolphin in a room for like six months there was like two feet of water on the floor and they lived together and they slept together uh and you know this is a family podcast i'm not going to get into it but if you listen to the radio lab episode uh they had relations with each other and this is this is a scientific experiment that happened so maybe if you want to say something like that was going on the the result is this abhorrent shark-headed, uh, you know, large-muscled football player. Okay, that's a better that's better lore and backstory than I think whatever Ole Miss has put together, which is nothing. You know, just like flashy uh, stage intros and fog machines. And like I said, cool branding, but the mascot itself this is a real head-scratcher. I got a – here's the most important question. Does okay. the mask – does Tony the Landshark love Ole Miss? I, I guess, right? It's hard to say. His face never changes, so there's no way to know. He's always just I mean, grinning like he just did something terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to assume he loves Ole Miss. Yeah, he's a good rebel. <laughs> um, uh, do we have pictures yet of Vitter posing with Tony the Landshark? That's going to oh, be a classic. God. That's, That's going to be brilliant. What a duo, right? 
Yeah. Is there any conceivable way he can save his job, Vitter? I mean, I guess he's thinking hire a lobbyist, right? If these reports are to be believed, that um, means he re- that means he really is bad at his job. If he if he's like oh, if he's desperate enough to go hire a lobbyist in Mississippi to try to keep his job. Yeah, I think it probably means that. It also probably means that if that's what's going on, then yeah, he's he's gone. Like the IHL's made that decision. It's not just I don't know whatever. McCready reported it, and the IHL saying, uh, "No, we haven't actually decided that yet." Like it's not like the decision has been made. Uh, if he's willing to hire someone to try to defend himself, I don't think. I mean, I, I don't think so. I think public opinion has completely turned on him. Um, you know, we've talked in the past about how does the IHL care about that? I don't know, but it's like the IHL has also turned on him, um, and it's for the best. My question is, do you try to do this again? You make an outside hire, or do you just? Hire someone from Ole Miss, like Morris Stocks or something. Like I think that might be a safer bet. I think they got to go complete. They got to go get the right outside guy. I mean, I, I'm more interested in bringing new people into the Manning Center than really the the Chancellor's office. Honestly, I think we probably have more competent people in the Lyceum than we do in the Manning Center. But that, that's just me. Yep. Um, <sighs> yeah. Hmm. But we'll, pre- we'll do a preview show next week. Urban Meyer yeah. is uh, still has a job as is, of today. Has there been any? He's, he was suspended. That was the last thing that happened, right? There hasn't really been any. He's on leave. Okay. He's on leave. Which I think I said it last week. To me, that means they're going to take two weeks to figure out the best way. It's going to be like a Chris Harbert situation. Do you know about expo- that? Do you know ex- what's going on there? Uh, no, fill me in. He got he got me tooed. Uh, had ex girlfriend talk about all this terrible stuff he did in their relationship. He got suspended <laughs> by AMC. Uh, they did an internal investigation. Uh, his wife's parents hired a very reputable quote unquote law firm to investigate <laughs> it. Uh, a couple months go by. They decide uh, people aren't going to be that upset if they bring him back. And now he's back yeah. on Talking Dead or whatever. They decided it's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what, that's what you're going to see. It's going to be like a sham investigation. They're going to clear them, what, like two games into the season or something. But they have a hard game in the early goings. Like, I feel like that's going to be a determinant of when he comes They're back. They're going to clear him before next time we record. Yeah, you think he's going he's gonna to coach game one? No worries. He's not, all he's going to have to do is go, like, attend a, uh, like, some kind of policy workshop or something. Mm-hmm. You know, Title IX policy workshop at some point. Mm-hmm. And then he's good to go. He's totally. Well, he's, he's probably gonna have to make like a, not a tearful apology, but like a very stone faced kind of Hugh Freeze press conference at the end, kind of a. Oh uh, God. Apology yeah. to the fan base, and it it's not gonna be about I apologize to was his name Zach Edwards, uh, to his wife or the victim or anything. I apologize to Buckeye Nation, uh, for what I've put them through. You know, our university is better than this, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. That's gonna be that's gonna be great college football content right there. Yeah, yeah you were you were saying before that, uh, and I mentioned earlier in the show. We we want to do a uh, big season preview probably next week. Go through all of our lines. Excited to get back on the uh, the 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 bet making uh, part of the show that we get to do during football season. Um, maybe talk about other teams in the conference. That we have some special guests on. Uh, and then also camp stuff. I don't think a ton is really going on in camp right now. A lot of guys are banged up, just being held out precautionarily, including AJ Brown, uh, Lodge. Good. I think is yeah, hold them out. Yeah, don't get these guys hurt. I, I think uh, JV and Hamilton and Ken Webster, two cornerbacks, are being held out right now. Um, 
And then uh, how old do you feel that Ken Webster's still on this team? I know he's been there forever, but you got to remember, like when he was an impact freshman, and then was it the next year when he got hurt versus FSU, or was it his junior year? No, it was his junior year against FSU. So this so is he, his. Uh, so he took the red shirt. He, took, he must. He must have. Yeah. So he's a red shirt senior at this point, fifth season. Yeah, fifth year senior. Okay. Yeah. A, a medical red shirt. Well, I guess that season that he got hurt, that no, didn't count because that was game a, one. He, he never yeah. used his red shirt, so he used it as a junior. I right. mean, he could, yeah. So. But that, and then he played last year as a senior, and now he's playing as a red shirt senior or something like that. Or he played yeah, last year he as played a red shirt junior. Red shirt junior, right? Red shirt junior. He's supposed to be pretty good. I mean, I don't know. He was decent last season coming back from injury. I think he was better than people expected. Yep, I agree. We'll see if he's... Uh, the The question's obviously going to be the linebackers, um, as it has been for many, many seasons now. Kevontae Ruggs is getting a lot of love uh, as a true freshman. He's kind of real tall and lanky, uh, but apparently he has a ton of potential and sounds like he's going to play a lot as a freshman. People really like John Summerall. I think we talked about it in the past on the show. Um, he seems like he knows what he's talking about. Uh, names have been floated around a lot to replace McGriff as defensive coordinator. Um, we'll see. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he can do with these trash recruits for the most part, outside of a few new guys maybe. See if he can get more production out of guys like Detrick Bings-Dukes and Zikaron uh, Baker, who I think played a little bit last year. Um, yeah. Some other guys. Not hearing much about like the Josh Clarks uh, that took a red shirt last year it was supposed to be you know, somebody that can count on this season. Haven't heard much about him. Uh, we shall see. I just, I mean, are we in the camp of, well, maybe the defense can improve from last in the conference to 12th in the conference, something. You know, is, like, is that, is that what we're hoping for? I feel like that's probably the best case scenario. Like the defense is still trash, but they're slightly better. Maybe they help win one game. My gut says they're slightly better than we think just because I do think, I think McGriff figured out at the end of the year kind of a little bit of how to be a coordinator, mm. how to at least not stab him, shoot himself in the foot all the time. So my guess is they'll just be mediocre as opposed to just yeah, they lost importantly a lot, awful. But maybe some, some guys that have been waiting in the wings can step up this year. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that Ross Donnelly is uh, pushing Benito Jones for the starter role at nose tackle because Jones looked like he was – Going to be really great as a freshman last year. Um, I'm sure he still will be, but Ross Donnelly, kind of an unheralded guy, apparently made a lot of strides. Um, offense, I think, is good. Scotty Phillips, definitely going to be the guy, uh, at least a starter at running back. Um, after that, it's going to get dicey. Swinney is coming back from a couple different injuries, supposedly back to uh, you know what they thought maybe he could be coming out of high school. Tylen Knight gonna gonna get some playing time apparently at a you know scat back and punt returner kick returner. Um, that's gonna be interesting to watch. He's uh I don't know I I'm gonna be really interested to watch. That's that's all I can say about him. I think I talked about it on the last show. Yeah. Um, Marcus Gregory, freshman wide receiver, potentially still injured. I think he tore his ACL before his senior season of high school. I don't know. I think he's probably gonna end up redshirting. Um, but we could see a lot of red shirt candidates playing in four games. You know, that's the new rule. You can play in up to four games and still take your red shirt. So it's going to be interesting to watch uh, how the coaches do that. I think you're probably going to want to get as many guys as you can in those four games just for the extra experience, right? If you're still getting the red shirt year. 
Um, so I'm sure we'll see them at some point. Uh, other than that, I don't know. We already talked last week about how Ben Brown has apparently pushed into a starting role, pushed Jordan Sims behind him uh, on the offensive line. No real other surprises there. Obviously, Tom used the quarterback. Um, I think A.J. Brown will be ready to go. Hamstring is what he's dealing with right now, but that's, I mean, a lot of that is probably precautionary. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely more interested to see how ready the defense is against Texas Tech. I think the offense will probably be fine. Um, but yeah, not a ton. Not a ton going on there. That's why this is um, this is a Landshark-centric show. This is Tony the Landshark after dark uh, once again. The fact that there's nothing to talk about at camp is a good thing. Yeah. Nobody's gotten hurt, and yep. there's been no drama. That's very true. That's very true. I, don't, I haven't heard for about a program anybody. that's been nothing but drama for. So let's see. It was it was this time long. two years ago. I want to say during camp when Rod Taylor tore his labrum boxing against uh, Taz Zettergen in the locker room. Yep, and there was all Classic. the us against the world NCAA crap. Mm. That was the, the Rod Taylor thing. It wasn't last year. I don't think I think it was two. No, years No, that ago. was 2015. Yeah. Okay, three years ago. Mm-hmm. That team that best opportunity we'll see in 20 years, and they weren't mature enough to handle it is the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, it didn't help that their head coach wasn't very mature himself. Oh, what about uh, – Den- Denzel Kimdichie was found on the roof of a house, passed ooh, out. Yeah, I, I forgot I about mean, that. That doesn't get talked about. It we kind of foreshadowing a rant there, but what that's going to happen to his brother. Where that team was in that yeah. Atlanta hotel. Kind of those and, those Robert, boys can't stay off the rooftop. That's true. He jumped out. Of, he jumped out of a damn hotel. So <laughs> and that honestly, for what a weird story that was, it almost never got talked about. Like and he still got drafted after that too. He's freaking on an NFL roster still. Just like man, that cat jumped out of a window one time because God. he was so scared or whatever was going on. Whatever he, he was, was that high, at the time, whatever he was tripping. Yeah, whatever he was seeing, whatever whoever he thought was at Chad the Chad Kelly won ten game games with that team. No wonder he may he's about to be the Broncos starter. No, I was, was going to say let's talk about Chad. Uh, get some preseason action. Throws a couple of touchdowns. Uh, already anointed by the Broncos fans as much better than Paxton Lynch, who was actually drafted uh, in a in an early round. Yeah. Um, Good for Chad, right? I mean, they got uh, they got Keenum for like one year, right? So whoever gets that backup job is gonna have a good shot at being the starter after this season. Why can't, can't Why can't he be the starter this year? Hey, maybe he could. Maybe he could. Yeah, I'll play Case Keenum. Hell yeah. I mean, that's not really hard to do. Let's be frank here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much at all about the Broncos' offense outside of that three-headed quarterback room. I don't. I don't know anything about who they're relying on these days. Yeah, I don't know much either. Chad but. doesn't care. Chad's not worried about what weapons he's got. Just put him out there. He'll sling it all over the place. Uh, I mean, he made Laquan Trevor look good. <laughs> oh man, that's harsh. What do you? What do we think about that? What do we see as Laquan's NFL future? It's a make or break year for him. If he can't figure out a way to be a contributor this year, then because they have cousins, mm-hmm. cousins can throw the ball better than Keenum. I mean, if he can't be a solid guy for Cousins, forget it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's done too much in the preseason so far. I mean, obviously I'm rooting for him. Uh, I mean, what do we? Is, is he just a little slow for the NFL game? I don't know what to attribute it to. Obviously, his team hasn't been <sighs> I, a great. Jerry fan. Rice ran a four six. It's middle. Right. So the so, well, one problem is he went to Ole Miss, where you don't learn how to run routes. 
Yeah, but Cody Coors had more success than he has. Well, Cody so. Coors faster. I don't know. I feel yeah. like you can't be slow and a bad route runner. Yeah, so you, you can only have fast guys out of Ole Miss, like Mike Wallace. Yeah, exactly, because then you just run an out route. I mean, you just run down the sideline. That's it. Yep. Easy class. That's fair. Uh, um, but, no, I'm obviously wishing all the best for Laquan. I think uh, Wilkins is getting some, uh, some PT and Indy. Uh, I saw an article somebody sent me of uh, a fan site for the Colts breaking down all the Wilkins carries and talking about how they have hope for his future. So that's good for him. I mean, he's got to strike while the iron's hot as a running back. You know, you don't have very long to, to perform in the NFL. It would be impressive if he had an NFL career, you know, a multi-year NFL career. Mm-hmm. I think you have to give all the credit to him just for – it would have been easy to, to – after after that academic advisor snafu – to not give a shit about Ole Miss football or not care about his own career. He comes back, has a thousand yard rushing season, uh, gets drafted. And I mean, just for a guy that's always kind of had a chip on his shoulder, not been highly thought of, you know, ended up at Ole Miss because he tore an ACL late in his high school career. Uh, yeah, that would be a major accomplishment for Jordan. So good luck there, buddy. Um, Let's see what else. What else is going on, John? Do you want to? Do you want to circle back on any mascot thoughts? Have you had any more uh, brilliant insights on Tony? I feel like we kind of beat that horse a little bit. Um, I think we covered it. Yeah, we'll leave it at uh, pervert and abomination. We will uh, always, we will always be uh, bear truthers, even though we don't, we're not bears after. Dark. I was fine with the. Yeah, it's true. We are, we we predicted this would happen. Sadly, we wanted to be. Uh, Rebel the Black Bears after dark, but you know we knew this was going to eventually happen. Um, yeah. yeah, I like the bear. I mean, I, li- I think the bear fit my criteria I was saying earlier. He was cuddly, and he was friendly looking. He looked goofy. He didn't look like a crazed maniac that's trying to run you down in his car or something like the shark. Like He didn't have that, that look in his eye like he wanted to Plus, wasn't, wasn't there a connection to some Faulkner character? Yeah, Faulkner has a short story called The Bear, I think. And then, well, I mean, uh, didn't, I mean, Teddy Roosevelt saved the bear when he was hunting in Mississippi, right? That's how the story goes. Something like that. That's where the teddy bear came from. I mean, then there's some, like, intelligent historical stories opposed to Lynch. Yeah, here's this guy that had PTSD issues. Yeah, Yeah, complicated legacy. Yeah. Um,. I really don't – I don't I, – I still don't understand it. Like I would love to uh, get an anonymous tip over our, our email or something from someone that works in the Manning Center explaining why Shiv the bear, why push the bear out of the way, why go so adamantly into the land shark. I mean they're going to say 80% of students voted for it. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, right? I mean doesn't Putin do – Why really did well you rig Russia an election? To, That's the yeah. real question. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't know what what their obsession with the land shark really is. I mean, maybe they got that cool M fin or the shark fin Mississippi, and they were like, "Oh, this is badass. We got to make this happen." I don't what know if Russia there. hacked the election and forced us to have the land shark as a mascot? They got us, dude. They freaking owned. Putin wins again. Yep. Oh man, but yeah, I mean, obviously, whatever. It doesn't doesn't really bother me. Um, I think it's funny that it triggered the Colonel Red people again. I think it's funny that it that it set off all the rival fans and all that are like I don't know whatever. I, I don't know if they're obsessed with it or just I mean yeah making fun of Ole Miss that's fine. Uh, I love that tweet. Hold on, I, I gotta find that tweet now. I sent it to the group message of uh, the state fan that was comparing it to uh, 
a house being on fire. Did you see this? No, I did not. All right, so this is um, this is how a rational state fan like this is his whole persona is like uh, I'm calmer than you on Twitter, and I'm actually smart, and actually I'm laughing. Actually, I think this is funny. Uh, so this is how he describes the mascot situation. Old Miss fan lights their house on fire. Everyone else, your house is on fire. Old Miss fan, lol, you obsessed much? Everyone else, really, you need to call someone. Old Miss fan, still talking about us? Everyone else, there's still time to save it. Old Miss fan, little bro syndrome, lol. That's 177 retweets. And this is about, and then he follows it up with, imagine thinking Noah would make jokes about this and you get red faced when jokes are actually made with a picture of the weird ass Lance, Tony the Land Shark. But, okay, bro, yeah, I agree. The mascot is stupid, but I don't think the house is on fire. Like, I don't think the pro, like, the program has been on fire for a long time. This is not, like, some smoking gun that shit's going down. Like, this is just the latest, haha, that's hilarious development coming out of the Manning Center. Like, uh, bro, I know the house is on fire. Like, that's what this whole podcast is about. You, you don't need to tell us. It's okay, Brian. Don't get too worked up, man. Just par for the Mississippi State course. Let's put yeah, it that way. and you're and you're uh, you're far removed from that uh, that dichotomy. So you don't even not my you don't problem. even know what it's like. Yeah, yeah I mean I down here we're like. dealing with um, you know Heisman contender Nick Fitzgerald. We got playoff contender State Bulldogs. Joe Moorhead's probably coach of the year in his first first year. I would say um, the the wool is thick down in these parts. Uh, I support them going ten and three if Mullen goes like six and six at Florida. That would be funny. It's brutally obvious that he's just an average coach. But I'll go ten and three, three losses: Florida in Starkville, Alabama, and at Kansas State. That would be funny to me. All of those losses would be funny to me. I mean, the Alabama thing, just because they're never going to beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Obviously, Mullen beating them in Starkville and still having a mediocre season would just be very triggering uh and then i would like to see bill snyder win in manhattan because they're already convinced that they're going to stomp kansas state like 56 to nothing uh and also like kansas state they're like the true grinders right they they recruit the low star guys they coach them up they're always the underdog they're like what state thinks they are right the bill snyder Mm -hmm. team that would be funny um but yeah as we 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 won't get into that because we're going to talk about uh previews and all that stuff as a whole next week uh get more into looking around the league and set up the first weekend and some some fun games for sure on the docket um just trying to think if there's anything that we left out this week not really this is the doldrum this is the time when people are hungriest for football content they're clicking the sites refreshing the message boards it's also the time when there's the least amount of content for football so it's uh it's a fun uh it's a fun little confluence there of uh, wants and needs. You got any MLB to, to talk to us about, John? You got anything going on with the Sox? No, uh, they forgot how to lose. Well, there you go. I mean, that's that's pretty good. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs walk off on Sunday Night oh, Baseball. It was, it was entertaining. Yeah, that was that was great. I mean, I thought, I thought they were dead and buried in that game. Uh, down three in the ninth, load the bases. Well, they were off against Grand a, Slam. a normal team, but they were playing the Nationals. So. <laughs> True. I mean, Scherzer was so good, too. And they take him out in the bullpen, just trash. Scherzer's fault for uh, not going the whole game, as far as I'm concerned. I totally agree. Uh, Bote is, is sick. The guy that's subbing for Chris Bryant hit the Grand Slam. Uh, he's really good. When, when Chris Bryant gets back, 
from injury, knock on wood, whenever that happens, move him to the outfield. That could be a pretty stout lineup. Uh, yeah. But still, they're, they're still kind of slumping right now. I think they lost to the Brewers yesterday, beat them today. Uh, I think they, they need to find their bats for sure. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. I think, that, I think that's about it, John. It's an abbreviated show this week. Yeah, that's enough. We talked about Tony the pervert. We made everybody aware. <laughs> you just slander poor poor Tony the land shark. I mean, we don't know who's in there. It could be like we don't we can't even see their skin because they're wearing like a weird bodysuit, which is fine. Again, you shouldn't be able to see uh, the person in the mascot suit's skin, but also they shouldn't have weird fake human skin and muscles. Like it should be a freaking fluffy cartoon. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with that with that rant. Uh, it's just really weird. It reminds me of Hottie and Toddy. You remember that? The the two weird humanoid mascots that they were going to – one of the mascot choices from – That's a better idea seven than the shark, shark, frankly. And then everybody's like, is there going to be a female shark? Like how will that even work since the mascot is, is a football player? What sorority would the female shark be in? Hmm, See, this, this is why we can't have seems one. Seems like this a is sensitive – sensitive topic uh, actually you know what they could have whoever raises the most money for philanthropy yeah during the previous academic mm-hmm. year the the, the shark is that sorority and see all of these ideas will work so much better if the sharks were like goofy cartoon you know how many characters. hundreds of thousands of dollars for charity i just raised with that idea oh it never, never oh, happened so much i mean it, well just like any good fraternity or sorority philanthropy you would raise $120,000, but the event cost 140000 and he had to get 3-6 Mafia for the party the night before. So really, you're down about sixty k on uh, on the weekend, but the philanthropy was fun, right? That's that's the important part. Yeah, it, it, it helped save a lot of lives. Yeah, yeah, so. it, it went to, uh, you know, whatever weird niche charity your national chapter supports, you know, somehow tied in. Yeah. Uh okay yeah so make the land shark make the weird alien land shark a way to raise money for philanthropies that's that's idea number one Ole Miss you can have that one for free uh maybe even make it a veterans charity that would be an easy choice I think since we've gone ahead and tied it to this very complicated legacy of Tony Fine uh you need to at least content like finish the job like don't just don't just take his name and say okay that's enough I mean do something with it. Uh, I will I, one quick compliment before while we're just saying how terrible it is. We complimented the, the logos and the marks; those are cool. I think Tony Finn is a very funny pun on Tony Fine, but that's about that's about the extent that's of, all I of got, my right. approval. Yeah, that's that's actually a, one, one more thing. What what did Robin Tannehill tweet that got you? Tri- oh, it was the oh, it was so stupid. Yeah, thank you for reminding me of this. This is this ties back into our episode from a few weeks ago about how Oxford is just this dumbass surveillance state now. Robin Tannehill takes to Twitter to tweet like just some screed against this kid. I'm I can't see the video. I'm driving, so it basically just implying that some kid like completely destroyed like a five thousand dollar flower bed on the square or something. Uh, he's trying to witch hunt. Say who is this guy? Let's let's get him in trouble. Let's get him arrested. I watched the video. He he literally walks across the street, flops into the bushes. Ha ha ha! Jumps up, runs back out. There's no damage to those bushes. That flower bed is fine. Like, it's a college town. You, if you don't think every flower bed and bush at, on Ole Miss's campus hasn't had some dumbass freshman jump into it for a prank in front of his friends, like, this is seriously what we're mobilizing your Twitter followers to do, Mayor Tannehill. Like, come on, man. If you haven't seen it, go, go find the tweet on our timeline from, you know, uh, six, five or six days ago. Literally, I promise you will watch the video. 
and say, wow, what an overreaction. This is so stupid. What I was saying after I saw this to somebody was people always say, oh, I'm glad social media wasn't around when I was a kid. I'm glad, you know, I couldn't film myself doing some stupid thing uh, and upload it and then get in trouble for it later. Well, I'm glad that everything I did in public wasn't recorded and then weaponized against me by the mayor of some small town. When, like, this is ridiculous. This is so stupid. Constant surveillance. I just, I can't. I can't, man. It's just so stupid. These kids are in college. It's going to be okay. Just take their money, Mayor Tannehill. Take their parents' money when they visit. Let them flop in the bushes every now and then. I promise it'll be okay. Is that our uh, is that our parting shot for the week, John? Is that what we leave them with? Yeah, yeah, that's our political spiel for the week. <laughs> yeah, so. sorry, sorry to get political, guys. That was very, uh, very political of us. All right, well, thanks for listening to the short show this week. We'll be back with a vengeance next week. Uh, give you your full college football preview. Get ourselves psyched up. Uh, do some lines, all that stuff. Get some of our friends on here to talk. Uh, be looking out for that uh, early next week. But for now, we'll uh, we'll go ahead and call it a show. Thank you, John, for joining me. I'm Justin. Uh, we'll talk to you again next week on Landshark's After Dark. Crying in his Confederate handkerchief. Colonel Reb is crying. He needs some real relief. He asked Cole George Ron, can you save us from this dread? And Coach O rips his shirt off, and this is what he says. When things will change Kojo rips his shirt off again And then says something strange One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.